0: What's up, gamers? Welcome to the Battle Mallet Podcast, a podcast delving into the minds of four busy gamers, their annual trip to the Nova Open Convention, the games that they love, and balancing life with those games. I'm Jared.
1: I'm Trace. And I'm Jason.
0: And this is episode five Cracked Glass Unchained. Um, and we've given, that, given the episode that name um, because our anchor, our governor, uh, Mr. Timekeeper himself, Danny, is uh, not with us for this episode, and he's not going to be with us probably for the next episode. He's doing something I don't know, like kind of important. It's like not
2: important. Getting
0: yeah, married or something, and is busy, whatever that means. Nah, he's making uh, a,
2: he's making a great decision. That's right. Yeah, we yeah. really like Sarah. We're really yeah. happy that he's yeah. that he's happy, so yeah. he can take all the time he needs. Yeah, plus it gives us more time to talk about shades by underworlds. Oh my underworlds.
0: Yeah. So um so with that in mind, we're probably gonna go a little long this episode because we don't have Danny telling us to stop talking about underworlds. Um, and with the announced So
1: excited!
0: The announced war bands. Mm. Oh, we uh, need my pirates. Yeah, Sky Pirates. Oh uh, those I'm truple. just excited
1: that there's no one here to reel me in under my underworlds excitement.
0: <laughs> oh, I finally
1: yeah. I finally get to spread my wings and fly. Oh, so
0: we're like, so we like an eagle, Jason. So we're like an eagle. Ah, uh, so get your- Kelly on. Well, maybe maybe not do that.
2: Let's not get our R Kelly on. <laughs> uh, it's not even R Kelly that does that. at Seal. No,
0: well, whatever. even worse.
1: Even worse. And even-, even worse.
0: Yeah. Eh. Moving on. Um, yeah, so in this episode, we are going to cover Yothari's Guardians and Thundrix Profiteers. Kind of, uh, we'll go over the community, the articles that were on the community page, and kind of give our thoughts and what we're really excited about.
3: But yeah. um,
0: uh, <laughs> before we jump into that, we're, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the community survey that came out, and um, you know, our thoughts on the state of 40k, the state of Age of Sigmar, the state of Underworlds. Uh, the, the state, state of, of GW. The state of GW, um, and this awesome opportunity that they've given us to provide feedback. Yep. Um, but before we dive into all of the juicy stuff, um, what's everybody been up to lately?
2: Uh, well, I've been priming and painting flush stones. Yeah, you have the past couple of days. Um, So as you guys who have listened to the the previous episode of the show probably know, Jared and I are are planning on doing some doubles events at at Nova, and one of the things that we've decided to do was to play um, Korn and Beastmen for the Age of Sigmar doubles. So what we decided to do was, since I have access and ease of painting with my airbrush, um, I decided to kind of lay down some skin tones for all the guys that we're going to be painting and got all the bloodbound skin tones painted up and took those over to Jared. So he could start working on them. So
0: yeah, I dude, painted, you crank those out, man.
2: Yep. I painted about,
0: so like 30,
2: closer to 40, 40 different bare chested barbarians Yep. <laughs> and some, and some goats. Um, so what we decided to do was kind of have the skin tones match. And then like the fur will be a distinguishing factor for me. And then the, the armor and stuff will be a distinguishing factor for the stuff that Jared's going to paint. Um, one of the best parts about this is that Jared gets to paint some of my models for me, which is That's true. always awesome. It's a, it's a nice little win-win. Um, and, I mean, are you excited to paint them? It's something. No, different yeah, for I am. You. Yeah. I so, think it's going to be fun.
0: I've painted some skin tones, but not like a lot. Like it's mostly just been like heads on Space Marines, and and then it, uh, other than that, it's been like lizard skin or yeah, these a- a- animal skin. <laughs> um, so so painting painting a lot of flesh tones. Well, seeing what it looks like, because the only thing I'm gonna end up doing is, is doing some edge highlighting on them um, to kind of pull up the the variations in the flesh tones, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of cloth, a lot of tattered cloth, which I don't paint a lot of. And then the the really um, like on the the Blood Warriors, no, they're not Blood Warriors. What are the guys with the flails, the crazy guys?
2: Oh, the Wrathmongers.
0: Yeah, the Wrathmongers have like the kind of the ornate Chaosy mm-hmm. armor that's like super trimmed. Um, so that'll be a, a new a new thing for me.
2: Paint the trim first. Yep. It's as a then do the then as do the a armor Chaos blade. veteran paint the trim first because if you try and get in there and get detailed with it after you've painted your armor you're gonna hate it you're gonna hate it so you know don't be super sloppy with it but like get in there and don't be afraid to get it on some of the armor plates like right.
0: it's just Well, really... the armor plates are gonna be black and black is a great yep. color to cover so, so
1: yeah that'll help Yep. Listen, so in... I hope you prick all your fingers <laughs> on those spikes and that you bleed out, you traitorous scum.
2: Listen, Lord Inquisitor, Dark go angel. sit in your corner and brood about something that the Emperor should have done a long time ago. Dark angel.
1: I don't um, know what you're talking about. Yeah, but no, that's pretty...
2: what I've been doing for the most part. And I've also been putting together some some Bulgors nice. with great axes because oh, that's in our in. list yeah, they got it. They got here. So I got, I picked those up. Uh, I actually picked those up the same day that I brought the, the blood bound to you actually. Oh, cool. So those came in, started building those. I've got three more to build. Um, I'm not going to put those on bases yet. I'm going to paint them. I found some new, some new paint tech that I'm really enjoying doing because it's super easy and allows me to like keep everybody in one place, which is just go get some paint sticks from Lowe's and use some double sided tape. <laughs> um, and put some double-sided tape down on your paint stick, and you can kind of assembly line paint stuff really, really well, and it stays stable and yeah. it's a nice little nice little touch. And Jared got six or seven yeah. blood-bound popsicles no, delivered to him.
0: Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be an easy way to go through, and it yeah. you know, keeps them all in the same place. I'm not worrying about loose models yeah. floating around.
2: And it also helps so, you keep your skin tones in order, too. Like. Right. Um, I didn't really get to explain this to you because it was kind of raining when I I dropped him off, but um, the lighter skin tones, like, they kind of went from front to back. Um, Yeah. But, like, we've got five different colors. I think so. Like, base skin tones on there, which will be really nice and nice variation, and when we get all the armor done, it'll be a nice little tie-in. So well, I'm excited. I'm excited about
0: it. Yeah, it should be good. So my part of that has been, um, I started working on some um, Shattered Shattered Dominion. Yep. Is that the name of the Shattered Dominion bases? Yep. And we're using um, it was Peachy's technique, right, for the Realm of yeah. Shamon. Shamon.
2: Yeah, we're doing the Michael Jackson Realm.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, so it's lots realm of dry brushing,
0: which is super fast.
2: Yep, it's it's Realm of Metal, but it looks super good because yeah. you're doing. You're doing metallics over a black base, which is really right. nice. Yep. Um and we decided to kind of embellish those a little bit. Um, so Jared got to expand his paint line.
0: I know. I, I bought it's like, like
2: eight paints yesterday.
0: Nylic oxide, typhus Duke. corrosion, things that things like the...
1: bronze. Wait a minute, even the painter has those paints, you slacker. Because <laughs> you know everyone I paint so much.
0: Ben. You do you paint a mm-hmm. lot, But, I,
1: yep. but but i used to own those
0: oh if you if i had known that i would just come to your house and grab them yeah just almost probably (laughs) so anyway so that's i mean but as far as for me that's all i've gotten done
2: that's okay yeah that's all right yeah
0: it's all hobby progress oh and probably part of the reason for that is that uh i'm gonna move so my wife and i have an accepted offer on a house um so we're, we're going to move from living about 40 minutes away from Jason to like 15 minutes away from Jason.
2: Yes. And, and the teasing slash coaxing for me to try and move that way has
1: already started.
3: Woohoo.
1: I mean, could you just imagine <sighs> our lives would be like We could so record close. like
0: in person instead oh of my on God, Skype. That would be
1: crazy. There be is crazy. A, there's a ranch right down the road and, you know. I know, I showed that to Jenny and she was
2: just like, Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, swing, swing set, roller coaster, bounce house in the backyard. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. No, that's for us, Barbie. not for the kids. That's for yeah, no, that's
0: for us. Yeah, the kids are inside playing Warhammer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> War, War Warhammer Kinder Worlds.
1: Now, super happy for you, man, and and super happy to have you yeah, guys down here great. to be closer. So. Yeah.
2: Now I'm now I'm the outsider. Thanks. Trace, you've always been the outsider. Don't kid yourself. It's true.
1: You're the one that decided to move an hour away.
2: Well, I got so much more house for our money. That's true.
0: You got so much more commute for your money, too.
2: Well, the commute I was willing to deal with because my wife doesn't have to commute. No, that's fair. True statement. Yeah. So.
0: Anyway, so, Jason, I I know there's something that you want to talk about, something that we did as a group.
1: Yes, so we we done done did it, folks, in honor of Danny... (laughs) and uh we
3: done did, it.
0: Right, we done we did done.
1: it we done done it um we beat the blackstone fortress uh last week so that was our, our gaming night uh thank you again danny and sarah for hosting us yeah but as always a lovely time and uh yeah we we opened that vault we we got that super secret stuff you know you remember that time when we did that thing spoilers. and we got that stuff and yeah, yeah.
0: we opened that envelope and yep. and and
2: redacted we will not divulge how we achieved said goal. redacted <laughs> yeah yeah it for was... those for those who have not played through it yet you know problem solve for yourself <laughs> this is not a this is not a gamers guide show yeah, so right. for those of you who came to get tips on this leave yeah we ain't brady games
1: <laughs> <laughs> no the last mission was was a lot of fun wow thank goodness we, we had the war band that we did and um yeah i don't know how we would have finished it doing it a different way than what we what we had but
2: uh, well and luck also
1: aligned for us like almost yeah. perfectly which and
2: in, in the last scenario you got whoever's playing it we'll we'll see but um there's a certain luck element that's there um environmentally and um it just really it lined up perfectly for us <laughs> so yeah
1: it really really did we we passed the roles that we needed to pass and we failed the roles we needed to fail. Yep. And more importantly, if you haven't played Black for, uh, Blackstone Fortress, there's this whole initiative track. And throughout the campaign, guys, that initiative track really helped us. Like, really helped us. So it was, uh, we were very fortunate in our endeavors um, on Precipice and in the Blackstone Fortress. So, yeah.
0: And now yeah. we're excited about the Anvil. So yeah. that's the next step.
2: I think we've yep. got the tools to kill the anvil though now. we
1: we'll, we'll, we will see, we'll but that fine. that'll have to wait for for Danny to come back because you know the fact that he's gone, I get to talk about all my other hobby progress that I've had. Uh, I had I have assembled more uh, 40k miniatures, so I I did those uh, auto cannon flying space marine guys. And, that uh, yeah, uh, it went like this. So Jason's assembling. <laughs> And then I got that cool new tool that I posted on Facebook where it holds them and glues them to the base because I hate those bases. Mm-hmm. And then after I did the second one, I was like, oh, shoot, shenanigansness. How am I supposed to prime this model? And so then I ripped it <laughs> off, which is fine because either they fall off easily. But there's a little oh. there's a little plastic tab on the bottom of that flying base, oh, yeah. That, that's that's gone now. So no. when they are painted, and have to go on the bases. I may be cursing a lot. Man. Okay, just
2: do yourself a favor. Okay, go get some of the Rhizo pattern ruins.
1: No, no, we're gonna do it. Just have them
2: float over top of it. No, like, I want them their toe down. Brass it. rod. Brass rod through it. Pin it. Do it old school. Don't use those silly, <laughs> those silly bases.
1: See, but then like, I have to rebase the other three models I have because they all have to match. And I, in all joking aside, I hate those flying bases, but I do like that they're acrylic and see through.
3: They're
1: cool, so yeah. like I do want to use them, and I'll probably just have to drill a little hole in the backpack so I can get a little more see, seed um, element into it, like. And then um, they'll be fine. And then other than that, I've started... So everything's assembled, getting ready to paint. So I've started to glue on uh, Pop Goes the Monkey, Crimson Fist Emblems onto the short pads. uh, Nice. Because all my Primaris have those. So just keeping with that. Um, Too bad we'll have to edit that out. Never. Never. Um, And then other than that, I've been really like uh focusing on you know underworld's uh, deck crafting with jared we we uh our local community is holding a modified uh tournament to allow new players to come in and if anyone's not familiar with that kind of format is you must build a deck with only the warband cards so like your faction specific ploys objectives and power and then you only are allowed access to universal cards from the starter sets, which would be, you know, Shade Shadespire or Night Vault. And then he, uh, the organizers also allowing us to have access to, uh, echoes of glory and the leaders card pack. So that really changes the game up and it actually takes you back to basics, which has been refreshing yeah. a little stale from the glory standpoint. Yeah. Um, but it gets you back to like thinking a couple moves ahead. Cause you just don't have enough, whatever it is you need. You don't have enough movement. You don't have enough damage. Like, so you really have to get back to the basic mechanics of the game and it's been fun i mean jared what have you been We've been playing like five or six games that way so
0: yeah no i mean it's been good and the so the the glory has been decidedly lower than it normally is and uh but the games have all been closer um i don't think that the glory differential in any of the games that we played have deviated like outside of 4 yeah it's, it's
3: um, the,
0: yeah the last game we played was 7 to 7 and uh, you won because you were on two objectives, and I had one model on an objective. So, um, yeah, the, the back to basics has been refreshing. The, um, just having objective, like objective token based objectives in the deck, has has been, and I mean it's been kind of nice to kind of slow the game down a little bit and not make it this frantic rush to get the glory train rolling as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, and I really think for our community. It's going to do a lot. So, it, what it does for our listeners, it allows newer players access to a more "quote unquote" balanced event. Like they just don't need to know as much or have to look out for you know rebounds and traps and stuff like that. It allows them to to then buy in at a at a lower rate, so they could buy the Shadespire Nightfall box and then their Warband box, and you know for what you know eighty bucks they can get in and. And, and have a, a good game at a tournament setting so that's what we'll do uh, next week Tuesday and I'm looking forward to it
2: yeah should be good and I'm looking forward to like getting some more games within games in with you guys I'm just been painting a bunch which is the reason why I haven't been on as much so uh, get on and hanging out so yep no it's good cool well
0: anybody got anything
2: else? Nope. Danny, we miss
0: you. We miss you, Danny. Um, Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll take a break, and when we get back, we'll uh, dive into the community survey.
2: Awesome. Welcome back. So it's that time of year again, guys. It's time for the GW Community Survey.
3: Survey, survey, survey.
2: Survey says sisters um, of battle uh, well that, that's what got them before <laughs> like oh. everybody's feedback ended up causing that to happen which is great which means that GW is listening which is the reason why we play this hobby in the first place is to hope that we get stuff that we want so and yeah. it's also for the enjoyment of it but you know that's just a side note the enjoyment of it's secondary to getting what we want that's right um, that's I want it I want it now Right, I want it yesterday. Um, I, you know, I, I was really kind of impressed with how long the survey was this year. Um, I, you know, last time, last year, I did it. I, I don't remember it being quite as lengthy as it was. Uh, had all the typical questions of like, how did you start the hobby? What was your first faction? Yeah, all those, fun things, all those fun things. So if any of you guys haven't done it yet, which I know you two have, but anybody who's listening hasn't gone and done the community survey on the G-A-B-I-T- on the warmer community page, please go do so. Um, you know, if we, <clears throat> if we all talk about the same thing, then it's pretty, got a pretty high likelihood that it'll get done. So what did you guys think of it? No, it was
0: good. Um, the length was good, and it was unexpected, though. Um, so, you know, I sat down to do it, and I figured it was going to take me, you know, 10, maybe 15 minutes. And I think by the time it was done, it was probably 25 or 30 minutes. Uh, one of the things that I really appreciated was all of the um, open-ended text fields that allowed you to elaborate on your feedback. hmm uh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like to try and go through and parse out all of the information that comes out of those.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, mine took me an hour because everything that said other, I, uh, I put my own answers in. Sorry, GW. But I am, I like my games multiple ways. I cannot be fit into a slot, even though it says, what way do you prefer? And you give me the perfect options. I want more. Yeah, that was my yeah that was my biggest struggle was the question was worded in a certain way it's like do you like narrative play do you like match play do you like open play like but the the question is what way do you prefer not one like what ways do you play and I'm like well I play always but I want this mix and next thing I know it was literally like 45 minutes later I'm like probably should change my answer so this actually makes sense yeah
0: yeah, they're probably not going to read a dissertation, Jason
1: Well, I'm very passionate About what I love, yeah. I, love I love me some plastic Crack yeah.
2: This isn't so, me complaining About anything in particular But I did kind of voice my opinion On something that's been kind of a hot button issue With some of the Chaos players About the uh, the Havoc box um, And the fact that they only put one of the Chain cannons in there I was like you know, it's it's not – like, we understand that you want to sell these kits and stuff, but it just – it kind of feels bad. Like, it's not um, – <clears throat> it's not anything that's going to keep me from buying those kits, obviously, but for somebody who's just starting out into the game and they think that they have to – for those who don't know better, know to, like, learn how to convert and do some other stuff and be resourceful with other hobbies, uh, other hobby bits and stuff – that could be that could be a feel bad experience, and so I just it just feels kind of like a cash grab a little bit.
1: Yeah, it, it does, and I think that this is a great point that you know this type of platform that GW gives us is to voice that opinion, and this is the right way to do it. But I think we have to remember the way that the design process works at GW. That sprue was created before the rules were written, right. and the you know like. The rules writers wrote a cool rule for something that the designers thought, you know, the staples are probably what they're going to pick. Um, and then who knew that this Gatlin cannon was going to be the greatest thing since the eye of Terra or Terra ripped open and started this whole funness we're in. But it is, I think that that's what happened is this new weapon appeared on the sprue. The rules writers hit a home run right? and right. then we're left in the situation we are.
2: But I just think that there's a certain level of flexibility that they have, though, post the rules writing. like Because w- the way that they designed the sprues and stuff, it's all digital now. Like You can remap the sprue. Yeah.
1: yeah uh, I, I agree.
2: I think that they, you know, if anything that I think should have been the single out in there would have been the autocannon, right? Because you've got an autocannon in the Shadow Spear box. So it just makes sense for it'd be like the logical purpose. The logical purchase would be get the Shadow Spear box. There's an autocannon in there, and then get the Havoc's kit. There's an auto cannon in there, so you can put two ha- two auto on your tactical squad or your Chaos Space Brain squad or whatever. Um, and then you'd have two of every other option in the bu- in the box. Um, you know, <clears throat> that's just my humble opinion about it. Just yeah. knowing the way that the other the other kits were designed, like you know, there's a, there's a level that's like, yeah, like I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, like you know, you knew <laughs> you yeah. knew what was gonna happen, yeah. so you know, there's a little bit of a, I'm not gonna say like a shame on you GW kind of thing, but like, um, I think they could have handled that a little bit better based off of other kits that they knew they were designing.
1: Um, but that's just me. Yeah. The standard is two, right? Like, I mean, even when graph cannons came out, you got two. So Mm -hmm.
2: uh,
1: I, I agree with you. I just, you know, I know we, now that they're being a little more transparent, the design process, the model comes first and then everything else comes later. So, so yeah, but great point. And Hey, what a great format to share it in with the survey, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Just really want to, there's,
0: there's been, you know, yeah, how many years of no good way to provide any kind of meaningful feedback that, you know, even has a chance to be read?
2: Yeah. And now every year we get an opportunity to to voice our to voice our concerns, to voice our praises and all that fun stuff. So.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I, I mean, I definitely took the opportunity to, to voice a couple of opinions. I mean, the first one uh, was around 40K and like, you know, the rules and, and making them a little more digestible because you know for someone that's been in 40k for as long as we have or i have and the rules right now if you don't keep up with them on a monthly basis can get a little overwhelming to get back into the match play side now granted if you're playing narrative you just play with whatever you got or whatever you know um and i'm fine with that but to to get full fully bit back into uh the competitive side that that's That's some dedication, especially for the new player. So I made sure that that was known, as I don't think it was accessible as you had intended, even though the basic rules are awesome and super simple. Um, But there could be a little bit of book bloat. I won't call it rules bloat, but book bloat, maybe getting there. Um, And then I definitely a few times wrote in there please make a full army of godsworn hunt. So <laughs> yeah.
0: I think that's a valid suggestion.
2: I'm inclined to agree with you though, Jason, about some of the book bloat. And I think I think it's less of a it's less of a like game as a whole design problem. It's more of a number of factions And how many things you have to do to keep up with all those factions kind of problem that we're in now. Like, because all those books are written at different times. And so, you know, even though they and it's just amazing to me that they released every single codex within like a year and a half, which is just crazy. Amazing. You know, you think back to what, five years ago, like you got a codex maybe every other month, maybe um and even and even longer than that earlier than that so the fact that every every book just about is out except for Sisters of Battle at this point right right we're completely caught up without Sisters of Battle but like that's insane and but the problem is is that those rules that are in those newer books it's it's the it's the classic like codex creep even though they were written so close together. Um, and you know, with the Vigilist stuff, we're kind of getting a peek into like what they're trying to do to try and stem that instead of making all brand new books. So they're like updating the books that we have. And this is a definitely a more like, um, compartmentalized and like modular system that they have now, as opposed to what they had before, because of the way that they've got like all your vehicles have wounds and stuff. So those are very easily adjusted. Um, But I I mean, I definitely agree with you that there's a, that it it does feel a little, feels a little overwhelming, especially for somebody who's starting new.
1: Yeah. And I, I, once again, Thank you for giving us this format to provide our feedback. Yeah, and I, and I just look at it as like I read the main rule book, then I read my codex, then I find the FAQ, and then I find the supplement, which is absolutely fine. It is a lot of content, and we want that content. But uh, anyone that knows me, for me to be involved in the game, I have to know almost every rules interaction with that game, and you know, not being dedicated to just 40k over the last year. It is a little bit overwhelming, uh, but anyway, I got a chance to voice it, and you know, I definitely did, and I appreciated that GW. And the last two points that I that I really emphasized were, um, one, grand clashes need to go to a like winner, one and undefeated person, mm-hmm. not this four and pair down. Um, so great. it was great to great to uh, have that that voice because that is a. A problem with most Grand Clashes. Uh, for those of you that don't know, for Underworlds uh, Grand Clash, no matter how many players it is, whether it's you know twenty or in some cases ninety or hundred, you play four games and then they pair down to the best two. Which means that you're often left with you know three, four people that are undefeated at the end of the day, and you know two of them don't get to play for for the glass and the the glory that is uh, a Grand Clash. Um so I loved being able to express that. And last piece was it wasn't my idea. It was their idea. But man, a unique miniature as a reward for underworlds, like a chase piece in their kit, yep. that would be yep. awesome. Oh,
0: that would, be, that would awesome. be good. That's a good idea.
2: That would be a really cool wow. idea. Like a like every every kit there's like an inspired version of a character. Yep. Oh man. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be neat? That'd be, that'd be cool.
1: cool. Like all was there. Yeah, in there, so. that's a good idea. Jared, any major points for you that you hammer home?
0: Um, So to kind of piggyback off of yours, Jason, the idea of the book bloat, uh, something that they've started to do with Age of Sigmar is all of the data sheets or war scrolls for Age of Sigmar are available for free. And I think doing something like that for Warhammer 40K would go a long way towards Mm -hmm. alleviating the sense of not knowing what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you were to drop, I don't know, like a Necron heavy destroyer in front of me right now, I would have no idea what it does. Like I couldn't tell you how, what its move range was, what its weapons range was, weapon strength. Like I I wouldn't know any of it. I could probably take a stab at some of the base stats, but um, just because I've been out of the loop, Um, you know, I haven't been playing 40 K regularly, uh, like you, Jason, I, I end up in a situation where if I even playing a pickup game, you know, I may get a, a negative play experience because I, a gotcha that wasn't even intended to be a gotcha occurs. Uh, so some sort of digital or PDF form of, of all of the data sheets for every unit would go a long way, but I went one step further, uh, and recommended that they actually do like a subscription model for the rules. Um, so,
2: ah, that's a good so idea. like a, like
0: a, like a digital subscription. So you pay, you know, your whatever, your $3 a month, $5 a month, $7 a month. Uh, and you get a rolling update of all of the, you know, all of the, uh, specialist detachments, all of the codices, you get a you know, rolling update of all of the campaign, the new missions, you know, that would include all of the chapter approves. Um, and, and it would give them, if it's digital, it would give them a way to bundle, the ever-growing uh, designer's commentary and errata into interior. into yep. the, the rule set so that there's no confusion about, well, what's the most up-to-date? What is the rule actually supposed to say?
2: And it all pro- also provides them a revenue stream for them to hire somebody who, to manage that if right. they did it that way. Yep. yep.
0: And uh, yep. The, the point that I made was that they they already make the best miniatures in the biz, like, Let's go let's let go of the profits of printing media and and let's get profits from digital media. Like you don't you don't need the profits from your print media. That's not where you're making the bulk of your money. Well but I, but, I still want my book.
2: Right. Well that's, and, that's what and, I and the book say. should still
0: be available for purchase, but it shouldn't be the only way to get the rules.
2: No, I, yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with you. With, I agree with that. One thing to kind yeah. of piggyback off of what you just said, Jared, like um it just kind of what you said triggered a question that I remember answering a certain way in the survey, which was release a official army builder for 40 K. Like you have your official army builder for, for age of Sigmar that updates on the rules, you know, we'll pay whatever
1: <laughs> to have yeah. the
2: access to do that. Um,
0: well, and war scroll builder on the community page, site that even has the points
2: right yes it does yeah. and, the, and so does Azir. like if you subscribe to Azir, it right. does the same thing it does, you, the, know, you can build everything and that's a GW run cuz there is a
0: there's a roster builder on the community site but it only does power level
2: it only does power level and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't get updated very often
0: and you don't get rules because the rules aren't no. available for free no. it's and, just it's yep.
2: just a it is just a these are your power level. This is what you can put in your list, like release something that has, you know, the full interactions with each other, stats, everything. Yeah. You know. again, subscription based. That sure. Would be fine. fine. I'm like,
0: not, I promise yeah, you
2: not, that people will pay.
0: Yeah, we're not asking for that. GW to give their content away for free.
2: Or yeah. if if you don't want to manage it, just. By the person who who does Battlescribe, he'll do it yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: well, maybe. I mean Battlescribe's community driven.
2: It is community driven. The... But what I'm saying is like there are plenty of like the people who drive um even Quartermaster. Quartermaster is I like using Quartermaster, but not a lot of people use Quartermaster. Right. But it's a, you know, very similar thing. Like it's all community driven, but it was designed by one person and that Person was like, had the site to know that this is a needed resource. Why can't the company that makes the game produce it? Like you've talked about it for two years now, just do it. (laughs) They've been talking about a forty k app.
1: They have been, and I I think they they're developing it. And um, you know, before I get a little too far, Jared, I'd like to change my survey question to what you suggested with the subscription thing. That's uh, awesome. And I. Yeah, I think that ties into what Trace is saying with the 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 army builder. Like why why isn't it there? We know it's coming or it's been worked on, but I think that their content release is so fast that it would be very hard to to keep up for this one point. Because it's GW official, if they make a mistake in that, like where you know, you use Battlescribe, there's mistakes all the time. Well, you shouldn't be using Battlescribe, you should be using your books because, you know, like it's community driven or whatever it right. is. They produce something and there's a mistake in there that that becomes like, well, no, the GW app that says right here that oh. that I can, you know, I can do this. And yeah, I think true. that that's what they struggle with is the content releases so quick and then keeping that that army builder up to up to date. Yeah.
2: Well, and what they did for for, um, you know, War Scroll Builder is they they basically bought out the dude that ran it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like but the great thing is, is like within a week. Like, when that book's out, like, when the book's officially out, they, they, so they update the War Scrolls on the day of pre-release, right? So right. the day of pre-order, all the War Scrolls on the app, on the official app, up, upgrade so to yep. whatever they are. So, like, you'll get a little th- a notification on your phone saying, you know, this app needs to be upgraded or whatever, and it goes to the most current version of the War Scrolls. And a week later, once you have the book in hand, is when War Scroll Builder, the free app on the website, updates. So, yep. like, <clears throat> you know, just pay somebody to manage it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Would that, I think for 40K, they would have to monetize it. And 40K releases are, in my opinion, are a lot faster. Like, they're a lot more content than there is for Age of Sigmar. Like, yeah, we've been getting a lot of Battle Tome updates, but those are just. You know, basically refreshing into the new edition, right. not actual new rule interactions and and there's just a lot of people with with k So I, I'm making an excuse for them, but once again, this is about the survey. And uh, thank you for allowing us to have a voice in the hobby that we love and and adore and spend hour hours and hours talking about. So yeah. So um,
3: the
0: one other thing that I mentioned um, is it would be really good to see them continue to move towards a modernized tabletop rule system so it's already alive and well this. and and active in Warhammer. anybody that plays warhammer underworlds knows this the alternating activations um kill team they're they're, yeah. they're they're moving in that direction if i if i had to put dollars to donuts i would be willing to wager that war cry is going to move in that direction but curious um you are Warcry curious um
2: jared and i are gone
0: yeah we're <laughs> yep
2: we're totally
0: <laughs> it all in um but but to see and i i'm not a rules writer and i cannot imagine what it would be like to have been working on a system that has been largely the same for the better part of three decades and try to shift that into something that is in line with an alternating activation system. Um, But one of the poorest experiences that you can have as a Warhammer 40k or Age of Sigmar player is that all of the time that it takes for your opponent to move through all four, five phases of their turn before you really get to make any decisions. Uh, I mean, yes, you're interacting because you're rolling your armor saves or you're rolling
2: you just, you just whatever. Your Let's just, be um,
0: you're just Yeah, I mean, until you get to the combat phase... And you know, Age of Sigmar has done a good job with the alternating activations in the combat phase. Right, charging doesn't matter in Age of Sigmar. It's nope. it, it's whoever's it's, player uh, turn gets first, the first and choice, and then you, and then we go back doesn't and forth. Who and that's, I mean, and I think that's a good way to balance that. But 40K doesn't do that. All of the units that charge first get to activate first, and then it's back and forth. Um, but back and forth again, starting with the player whose turn it is. So you, let's see, if you had three units that charged and another unit in close combat Well, all three of your charged units will get to activate. And then your fourth unit that was already in combat gets to activate before your opponent gets to do anything. Um, and so it just, I mean, to be completely blunt, it's boring. It's not fun to sit there and watch your opponent move, you know, 180 gaunts across the table and then roll whatever three times 180 is 560 dice because all of those gaunts have devourers. Um, you know, and then for you to sit there and go through all of that, and then you get to roll, you know, your saves and pick up models. Um, so moving towards a system, you know, continuing to move in that direction, they're already they're already in that direction. So to give them kudos for that, you know, Kill Team, they're I'm sure it's a test bed. Um, Age of Sigmar, I feel like the writing is on the wall that a lot of the mechanics of Age of Sigmar are a test bed for the current version of 40k. Very um, true. So. So I um, imagine that we're gonna continue to see movements in that direction. I just wanted to encourage them to, to continue to push that way to modernizing the game system in a way that is not the just base I go you go.
1: Yeah, and can't can't you wait to see like living psychic powers on the forty K battlefield? Oh, it's gonna my be gosh. so awesome.
0: Freaking like, like warp maelstroms and Yeah.
1: It's coming, right? Like we we don't it know. Has to we be. But like it it's so coming. popular in Age of Sigmar yeah. that it has to be coming to 40k. That'd be awesome. Oh, I bring mean, back is...
2: bring back the vortex grenade.
1: Just... Yeah.
2: I'm sure there'll be something a little more um, elaborate than just a dome that you pump <laughs> up. A, a, a pre-painted <laughs> like a dome, dome, dome on the board. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I I completely agree. I think I think that those manifestations of magic or in 40k would be really really cool um you know seeing something like i don't know i i can't even imagine like a warp vortex or something like that that would come out would be just really cool or um there's so many different ways you could go with it
1: like a null zone like you know literally yeah. like just something that you place around your guy just as a is a marker like hey and it, you know most of the librarians are on thirty two, so it would like fit around it. I it just I don't know. We're we're pine in the sky now, uh, but the, your Jared, your points are very valid. Of continue to develop the game into a modern game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only the only counterpoint I have to that is look at how fast events are selling out. So forty k is in a very very healthy place. Oh, so yeah. we're probably probably years away from that iteration. Yeah. But thank you for voicing that, and we're moving and mo- keep it moving forward, right? So, yep. Um, you know, with that, guys, uh, please on our Facebook feed, uh, in Discord, you know, when this airs, shoot us shoot us some messages of of what your number one or number two thing was that you provided in the in the survey. I'd love to get some discussion going uh, with our community out there and what you think is most important and you'd like to see in our wonderful hobby. So. All two of you. Yeah, right.
2: Mom, let me
0: know what you what you got <laughs> going on. I'm, I'm really excited to hear my mom's opinions on uh Really you know,
2: sick of seeing the state of Grey Knights. Really sick of seeing your obliterator spam, mom.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's Win at all costs if I've ever seen one. Thank God.
2: Anyway. Uh, but thank you guys. Um, so I guess we're gonna take a break real quick and. Uh, We'll be back with Crack Glass, right? Yep. Unleashed. Sorry, Danny.
0: We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back. And it is time for the three of us to take over the podcast (laughs) and dive deep into the world's of the Night Vault and Shade Spire. With Danny not here, we've been waiting for this. Zero restraint. Oh, <laughs> <I>, right? Non-stop. <laughs> Stop. And we got huge announcements this week. Two new war bands. We've been oh. waiting months for it. Uh, I know both Trace and, and Jared have been looking forward to playing these war bands. And we're going to start out with those porny-eared Tree Spirit Yulthari Guardians. Jerry and I have
2: dubbed them the
1: treeple. The treeple. (laughs) Treeple.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. Yothari, the trictopus herself.
1: (laughs) Uh, First impressions, my friend.
0: Well, I mean, so to back up, I don't know when we've talked about this, if we've talked about this, but when they announced these models, I was immediately in love. Like, just could not like get over how amazing I thought the sculpts were like the poses, the like the figures themselves. The, I love the melding kind of the lore even behind them where Alariel has taken these spirits that were captured by selinesh and then she has set them free. And then to make sure that they like are able to persist in their weakened state, she like infused them into these tree things. And so now you have like elven souls living inside of tree things and it's like just this you know super high fantasy crazy edge of sigmar that the whole universe has um so like just visually historically like the lore behind them alone was enough for me to be like okay this is gonna be my warband um you know as, as soon as they release, everything else is gonna get put on the shelf
3: um
0: and then you get into the stats. And I'm, I, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and read everything, but uh, they're all base move four, which is pretty good. Um, they're the only four-model warband that starts at and continues at base four move. Um, so and we'll just run down. So Yothari herself, she's a level two wizard, um, a respectable two hammers for two damage attack. Um, she's got a spell that does one damage at range three, uh, four move, two dodge, three health. I said I wasn't gonna run through everything, but I guess that's what's gonna happen now.
1: <laughs> there you go. Um
0: and then so when she inspires, her spell goes to two damage and she gets a blistering fast five move. Um, so that gives her a threat range of eight with her spell, which is is pretty crazy. And so the one thing to note um as we go through this is their up or their inspire mechanic is uh they inspire whenever a gambit upgrade action or reaction would remove one or more wound tokens from this fighter even if they have no wound tokens so um healing potion the healing spell um you know if they've got a wound token because we've been through this uh i think as it reads now tainted vitality is not an auto inspire for the entire warband Um,
1: what do you mean that
0: no we'll we'll get there (sighs) um i'm happy to just sit here and and like i'm gonna be like a super villain right now and just monologue for the rest of the podcast (laughs)
3: um
0: so every one of the fighters has a reaction on their card um and her reaction yeah um and not a mechanic that we've seen in any other warband like they continue to impress like they're like, well, what are they going to do different now? What, you know, because we saw Molog's mob with like the giant tanky guy and then the three little griblies that kind of matter but don't really matter. Um, you know, the, the Godsworn Hunt with the Inspire mechanic of on upgrades and I mean, kind of the sacrificial play that's built in. Right, Jason, there's a card where you can like damage one of your own people and take their upgrade or something.
1: You yeah, you can kill somebody to Inspire.
0: Yeah, like. Like mechanics that we had never seen before. So I, you know, I would not have predicted, you know, every fighter having a reaction on their card. But Yothari's A unique reaction,
2: reaction at that.
0: That's true. Yeah. So it's not even the same reaction on any of the fighters. So Yothari's reaction is if she ever rolls a crit in a spell, she gets to remove up to one wound token. So if you having have her casting a spell and she happens to roll a crit, boom, she's inspired. Um, so maybe not quite as easy as Storm Sire. But still pretty good. Yeah, um, but that
1: doesn't mean, like, the gambit, the, the ploys gambits. Right, yeah, yeah. Still, They still count, so it's, like, a bonus, like.
0: Right. Yeah, no, you're right. So, um, and then there's the archer. Um.
1: Which is my favorite, by the way. Yeah, she's so cool.
0: Yeah, well, I like how angry she looks. Like, the model just looks, she just looks pissed. Like.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I I just like the stat line. I like the what She's I. She's just solid and, all around. Yeah, man. that yeah. could be really good combos and.
0: Yeah, I mean to go from to go to two Dodgem inspired, um the this is the first fighter that we've seen with a ranged attack that hits on hammers on their card.
1: On their card and you know yep. a non leader with four like she has when she inspires she goes range four. Right. Previously,
0: Rider was the only one that did. That, but he was still hitting on
1: swords. But he was a leader, and this yep. is not right. Yeah.
0: No, I know. So she, so her threat range actually jumps to eight too when she inspires. Yeah, um, it's huge. And the, and the kicker here, right? So range four, three empty hexes between you. You hit, you knock back, and now there's four empty hexes between you and your mm-hmm. opponent. Which means for a lot of warbands at they move three, charge. they're not going to be able to return the charge. Um, and I'm then her sure. reaction is cool. Unless so you're Thundric. It, <laughs> unless you're Thundric or Molag. Um, so her reaction on her card is after this fighter's attack action takes an enemy fighter out of action, make another attack action with this fighter. Um, you can only make this reaction once per round. So, um, so, you know, she, she makes a kill shot and she gets to shoot again, um, which is awesome.
3: Um,
0: and not to be underestimated at range for yeah. when she's inspired.
2: Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, you just got to think about the combo potential there, right? So, like, you set it up with one of your other fighters, like they whittle down this one person. You know, they they come in and do one hit, and right? It takes that fighter down to one damage, right? And then you come in, you score, you you shoot this. You got to support because you have an adjacent fighter, right? So okay. then you've got damage one. You cause that one damage. Well, Naive scored Precise Use of Force because you scored, you killed that thing with one damage left.
0: Well, and you then, wouldn't use Precise Use of Force because it was restricted. You would use uh, Take Them Down or the other one that is one damage.
2: Either way. Uh-huh. I'm just giving a generic thing for the people who do not just digest this game all the time. You mean Danny? Yes. When uh-huh. he listens later. So, But you get to do that. You score a glory. You then can upgrade... And then you can, you know, you react as well. So, like, right. there's just yep. all kinds of cool stuff that she can do.
0: Yeah. So she stuff. could shoot again. And then, yeah. And then during the power step, you spend that glory that you just scored. Yep. To put on an upgrade. And then you're ready for action her. Yep. You know. And They're depending on who you. you're fighting, like, if you're fighting Gitz or you're fighting Nighthaunt, you're shooting yeah. again. You've yeah. already damaged them for one. Now you're going to hit them for another one. And you've just gotten yourself another glory. So you've taken out two models, potentially gotten three or four glory with an activation within one activation
1: yeah yeah I mean, and then, i mean it that one reaction allows uh, there's just a lot of combos for scoring glory as well like yep. more chopping mm-hmm. you yep. know like change of tactics on her like unless you have something that can stop her move entirely like you're gonna get change of tactics really really easy yep. um You know, also the three health on this warband, although is a hindrance, uh, you know, on the three fighters that have three health. It also allows you, like, uh, what is it, Um, Challenge Seeker, where you get an extra die. Um, Listen, I mean, this this warband... I have a lot of ideas for uh, you. Got some tools, you, man.
0: So yeah, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's come before. Like there's a lot of the ways that you run your your gods or not that I think are going to be able to yep. apply to to the way that we run these guys. And you mentioned this in chat earlier, Jason. But I I am honestly excited to sit down and and deck craft with you, um, and and just run through iterations and just play game after game after game and get this really dialed in. Um, yeah, so on so An- Slain The Revenant Archer uh, She's pretty good And then Tanky McTankerson himself Gallinghand of the Glade So, move 4 Health 4, right? Okay, not too bad Oh, wait, he's uninspired But he is on 2
1: shields Yeah, um, right. oh, and, I thought the 2 shields were gone From this game Nope
0: um, And then range 2 attack So threat range of 6 Suck it, Molog um, two hammers for two damage so um, not so bad you know I mean it's you know he's not hitting like Oberon, he's not hitting like Steelheart he's not hitting like Gerzag um, but his on card reaction is after an attack action if there was at least one crit in the defense roll um, the attacker suffers one damage so he's rolling two dice base um, anybody Jason and Trace can attest yeah, I'm not gonna see a lot of crits on my attack rolls,
1: but you want to see you want to see me
0: you want to see, <laughs> see me roll some crits. You just hand me some defense dice.
1: <gasps> it just so that that reaction, the reason that I like it, in this fighter, he's good, but I don't like shields because Cleave is so prevalent in the game. Right. But with two dice, yep. can you imagine any of these fighters like you know Mag- uh, Magor? Like coming in and like, haha, I have cleave. And then all of a sudden you crit defense and then you do a damage. And then yep. once again, you set him up, like, because he's doing two damage. But then more importantly, you set the rest of your warband because you're looking for that one, one to two damage, but preferably, most mm-hmm. likely one because you're going to have upgrades on the other guys. Right. right. So yep. Yep. just totally, it's a great, it's the best Dangle Bro bait guy <laughs> they put out there. And he, and he can still hit you know, with the best of them. Yeah, decent. Well, like, well he he's, not the getting, he's not
0: getting, he's not getting one shotted without tech, right? There's nobody like nobody uninspired can one shy him.
1: No, but the tech, the tech, the tech, I mean, now, the tech's going to matter, but yeah, it's going to matter too, because even though we're not in a, like a straight one shot meta, like we were back in season one, we're because of the, the troll that will not be named by me. We are going to more damage ramped, war bands like that meta is shifting either to you know the objectives or shifting back to i need a lot of damage dealing things so four is like that you still have to worry at four right
0: yeah no i mean that's a good point um but when so when he inspires he gets knockback one um which is nice uh get the hints anyone um, and then it gets a sweep attack So uh, it's not as accurate as most sweep attacks So it's only two dice on swords Instead of three um, But it does target all adjacent for one damage um, But yeah Like I mean You know you want to You want to really disrupt uh, Somebody yeah, Hit and pass him right in the back He's got range two so all you use a push Tech to push away Well it doesn't matter because I'm range
2: two So I'm still going to thwack you one time um, so Jared, I think, they never really played these guys in Age of Sigmar, but one of the things that we know about the way that they have done these warbands for the most part is they kind of take some keys from the Age of Sigmar stuff. So one of the abilities on the Tree Revenants and is they can just pick up and teleport across the board.
0: Oh, so are you thinking like an and hidden paths
2: like thing? Something like that, yeah. Oh man. So I think you're, and I think that just elves in general are going to be super high mobility and elite. Like that's just the way that they are in yeah. every in every game. Yeah. So I could totally see them doing something like that, where they're like, "Oh, here's an infaction hidden paths," <laughs> and so now you've got like a, you know, whether you're on an edge hex or whatever, even if you just start anywhere, like it may be, right. it may even be a better version where you have to end on an edge hex, but you can start anywhere. Right. Um it's totally a thing that they do in Age of Sigmar. So uh, something to consider.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good uh yeah, that's I mean the move four I think is gonna be the thing that that um I'm honestly gonna have to get used to because I spent all of season one playing orcs, um, which were move three, and then I've spent almost all of season two two playing fast riders so i mean far strider has moved four but the other two have moved three
1: um but, yeah and that's why i think that this warband fits you perfectly is mm-hmm. one so you played far riders that have similar range in mobility not as much like the, these definitely have more but from a range concept you have really good tech that goes with your far strides kind of like that denial style of deck mm-hmm. right right but then but then you say oh i play orcs right well orcs everyone knows that you play shard gale so you played with three room fighters already oh that's true the so other, fair enough yeah like you have like this war band fits right into what you've played the last two seasons
0: yeah i hadn't even thought about the fact that i basically shard my orcs whenever i got the chance
1: yep
0: um, and uh so it's two ploys to instantly my, my inspire the entire warband here because i guess i could shard gale and then tainted vitality
1: yeah but that's you not, could but uh, don't do
0: that, don't yeah, do that. Do, yeah it's a waste don't of ploys i think um so so then the, the last one that we have and trace i'm gonna let you pronounce this because i think you do it the best <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is
0: scathail or no got... <laughs> there it is yep yeah so there's an s-k-h so i don't know how that goes um, so one range, two hammers, two damage on his attack. Four move, one shield, three health. Um, when he inspires, he goes to three hammers, which is super accurate, yeah, and really good. he gains cleave. But his on card reaction is if I, if you roll a crit in the attack, you get the target suffers one damage. So it doesn't if add if the target to the survives. If yeah. the target survives, right? Yeah. So like, oh, I killed him. Well, okay, great. So the one extra damage That's not needed. Um But um, Yeah, the fact that you can basically pop him for three damage. And when you're inspired, you're rolling three dice. And that's, I mean, the way that we play, you know, as soon as you get to more than two dice, you're not looking for successes. You're fishing for crits you're anyway. You're fishing
2: for crits, yeah. I mean, uh, like, I said this to you before, but like, this is a, it's essentially like a built in lightning whip or pit trap. Like, yep. you've just got yes. a great way to just additional, I mean, in this every time, right? Yep. And if you yeah, just even ask. It doesn't cost add... me a ploy. It doesn't no, cost me for free. an upgrade. Yep. It's crazy good.
0: Yeah. Crazy. yeah. I guess that's the thing that I haven't even considered is the fact that most of these reactions are things that would cost other warbands an upgrade. Yes. Yep. Or a ploy. Yeah. Or a ploy. Yeah. yeah. So I've got built in ploys and upgrades that, the, you know, in... so some of them are only one round, right? So her extra, onslaught's extra shot is once per round. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. rest of them are not limited.
2: But all these other ones, like, if you ready for action, them, you get to do it again. Like, yeah, it's so they're so good. They're all right,
0: So so let's so let's good. talk for a minute about inspiring them. Right. So things that come to mind and uh, we're going to trickle in here for a second into the the ploys oh. and stuff that were upgraded. So um so healing potion is a no brainer. Right. At, at three and four health. Right. There's a chance that I'm going to take one damage which definitely puts me within one shot or easily puts me in one shot or I'll take two damage, which definitely puts me within one shot. So Healing Potion, I think, is going to be in my deck. Yes. Um, because, it, you know, there's a chance I'll, I'll take one damage from something and if I can heal that out, then, you know, it might pull me out of one shot range. Um, the other thing that it does is it, it inspires me. So they've got a, um, a faction-specific healing potion called Healing Amphora, which is choose a friendly Gallinghan Hand or friendly fighter adjacent to a friendly galling hand and roll a defense dice. And then it from there it works exactly like healing potion. So it always removes one, it may remove up to two. Um, and then Jason, the one that you are absolutely gushing over, is a so this is a ploy leech power, leech power. Play this only if a friendly Yothari is holding an objective. So it only works if the leader is on the objective. Mm-hmm. but remove that objective from the battlefield and remove up to one wound token from that Yulthari fighter's card. So I'm removing so an objective. Screw you, Supremacy. So good. Yep. And um, and I'm inspiring my fighter and potentially healing her if she's taking some damage. So, I mean, it it seems to me, like the leech power, I, I think I'm going to have to see what what the infaturing objectives look like. Um, Although the one that they leaked, Glade's Last Hope, score this in an in phase if at least three wound tokens were removed from the fighter cards of friendly fighters in the preceding action phase. So I think that one's going to be iffy for me. Um, Number one, it's an in phase. Number two, the wound tokens actually have to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that one's going to be iffy. But the other infaction objectives, I think are going to determine whether Leech Power makes it into my deck. But Healing Amphora, I think, is going to be a no-brainer. Because I can either... I I play a ploy and to inspire Gallinghan or somebody that's adjacent to Gallinghan and potentially heal them if needed. Um what are your thoughts on um inspiration strikes or regal vision? Is that something that I consider?
1: Well, so here, just to elaborate on why I really really like that uh the leech the power. Leech power is okay, so you you move her to an objective, you inspire her, and she has range, so that objective is probably a charge, right? Okay. So then you charge, you attack, you go into your power phase, you play that, and then you can have scorched earth in your hand, which is score this immediately if your warband removes an objective from the battlefield. Uh, okay. So like it's a great it for me. It's an awesome combo where you're gonna you're gonna do an attack, hopefully deny an objective based, you know, uh, warband the the objective on the board, right. and oh, wait, and and I'm gonna score a glory too.
0: I didn't realize that Scorched Earth was score immediately. Yep. It is. Yes. Yep. Uh, love me some score immediately. Okay. Cool. So maybe Leech Power does stay
1: in there.
2: Well, and since we've seen kind of a return from the larger war bands to more of a objective-based meta, like, that's going to be huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean that. I mean, you look at Adepticon and these where they need to score, you know, one and two and three and four <laughs> warbands that were really at the top. And you yep. know, I, I'm glad that they're there, but this this allows you to to do everything you want to do. Like you have yep. your range, you go attack, you heal, you heal or don't heal, or you just play it. You kill that objective, then you score an objective, and then oh wait, it helps you go to the the other in faction were the three wounds oh
0: so here's something that i just realized right i just scored an objective in the power step yep so i could get a glory and it, you know obviously the cards would have to line up for this but i could upgrade her yep uh-huh. and play mm-hmm. ready for action right yeah. and either move her back or attack again
3: oh
0: yeah. mm-hmm. uh, man
1: yeah there's I, just there's a lot I thought of I was excited
0: before and now we've started talking i'm even more excited <laughs>
1: So to continue down the path that you're going with all these heals, so you have you, that gives you three heal tech in your ploy deck, which right. really is three inspiration strikes or regal mm-hmm. vision. Like I don't think you need to play another no. one, mm-hmm. you know, just because because yeah. of that. And then so, with with her, if you don't inspire her in that way, like she does have a built-in auto inspire, mm-hmm. like with, if, with the crit on the cast, right? right. So
2: yeah, and straight. I would. I would hearken to say to, like, since that's the key driver of your inspiration mechanic, she's probably going to have an upgrade that allows her to do, like, a heal spell every turn.
0: Uh, that would be cool. Because I was thinking about the healing spell, which is not terribly difficult to pull off. Yeah. Right? It's like a 50 50 on two dice.
2: Yeah. For her. I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily something that you automatically include in your deck, depending on what it is. But, like, yeah. it. So
0: the other one that that would be worth including, though. to to drive down Jason's path would be the Avasa sun making. Yes. So I have two ways to score the uh, Scorched Earth. Scorched
1: Earth. Yeah. And two ways to inspire because it's a spell. So if she rolls a crit, does it have to be an attack? Does it have to be a spell attack action?
2: No. No, I don't think so. When she successfully casts a spell.
1: There you go. Two ways to inspire.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When she successfully casts a spell with a critical.
1: Yeah and if I'm
0: putting i on making, might as well put Avasos Withering in there. Well, and
2: then you also need to put the spell in there that reduces all damage by one. Oh, the uh, Mystic Shield or whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and I don't know. We will actually have to get them on the board and Yeah, start yeah we'll playing definitely them. play yeah, with them. Yeah, because
0: I think there's a there's a there's a trap in the let's yeah. put all the spells in there.
1: Yeah, the with the spells because she's the only caster, and then yep. you know, you the only downside to this warband other than the three health is like putting those healing right those healings ploys in your deck because if you do get one-shotted with the three health like they lose their value quickly because because yeah you can put them on your other people but you know do you really are you going to really heal somebody a few times but there is another glory and we've never really seen it played a glory card called charmed life And it is, if you remove Mm -hmm. at least three wound tokens from a single fighter, um, that fighter was not taken out of action in the preceding action phase, it's two glory. So, Mm. you know, and it's, two glory is good.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a little tougher to pull off, but I mean, I think it's going to take some testing. Like, I can't, we can't, well, we don't know what the other infection upgrades are, Mm-hmm. We don't know what the infaction gambits are. We don't know the infaction objectives. So um, so speaking of infaction gambits, so they, they leaked three. So one is a uh, the Curse of Dwindling, so gambit spell on channels. That's the lightning bolts, zaps, uh, if you will. Um, so it takes two, but if this is cast, choose an enemy fighter within five hexes. Oh, my gosh, five X's.
1: Five, yeah. They moved these to five, which because normally these type of gambits are four. four so this yeah. is great to see. Yeah. Five. This, this, um, this is in faction, so this goes back to the, the how spelly the right. yep. pointy ear people are. Yep. So
0: that fighter's attack actions have minus one dice. Very helpful. Oh, my gosh, Molog.
1: Yes, there you go. 50-50.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: there's a lot of innate it, it depends on the way you want to build the yeah. band yeah, yeah. and yep. but mol- and
0: then writhing so the next one is writhing roots. so the first fighter to make a move action in the next activation has minus two move
1: mm-hmm. to a minimum of zero. Mm-hmm. And you're really good at playing the denial style of decks. That's mm-hmm. true. Uh, do do writhing
0: roots and then uh and then if they want to get kg um do my uh what is it baffling illusion? So <laughs> now you can scatter around and not get to charge because it isn't a move action. It's a push, and you gain a move token. Anyway, and so then the, the last one that they leaked was Mesmerizing Gaze, and I've mixed emotions about this one. Um, so choose an enemy fighter adjacent to a friendly fighter, and then choose one. Remove the fighter's guard tokens or place a move
2: token next to the fighter. So uh, to me, this the whole point of this card is is for... G Man, right?
3: Yeah. galigan
2: Gallagan, right? Yeah. He's gonna be your dude out front anyway. So he's right. gonna have kind of the tech to kinda handle somebody coming up in his grill for the most part. Right. So but if that person's Molog, right, that Molog's charged, now you put a move move token on Molog, you can't do and anything.
0: He's, and he's shut down. He's man. froze, right? Yep.
2: So I think that this card is a direct response to some of the the two activation things that we've already kind of seen. So
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it and it also is the first card that I'm aware of that can change or stop um, keep uh, change of tactics because it removes yep. a guard, guard token. token,
0: yeah, that's so, a good point. Yeah, yeah so I, even if he even if he misses with his attack, he can yeah. still remove that guard token. And
1: well, and
2: yeah, and just yeah, so like it doesn't have to be necessarily a defensive thing. Like if you see somebody go on guard and then you charge them the next turn, remove their move, remove their guard token. Like that's
0: or don't even charge, just move.
2: Remember yeah. Jason yeah.
0: Remove the yeah. move token, and then you're not stuck because he's range two.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah, it's Dowlinghan is anyway,
1: but we'll we'll see. I mean, that yeah, card we, gotta, is, we gotta is it out. Fe- that's on the fence card, but anything that we've seen that like places a move token on stuff because you can you can deny somebody a hidden pass into your backfield. There's a lot of play for the move yeah. token. So yeah, yep, you're denying really
0: Fenway Crystal. You're denying. Yeah, there's a lot.
1: Um. um
0: well, heck, you, you got somebody on guard, you pop a move token on them, well, they can't
2: change of tactics anyway. Yep, true. So just to kind of come back to a couple of the spells that I think would be potentially good for you, like, we already talked about Mystic Shield, but Arcane Shield lasts until this caster's out of action. So, yeah. like, you're reducing the damage taken by one until yeah. that fighter's gone, right? So that, that makes your three health warband stuff a little bit more manageable.
0: Yeah, and then you um, could start attacking on like potion of constitution, so you could yep. remove one more damage. So now this three damage attack that was gonna hit my guy is now one damage.
2: And then also don't forget healing pulse, because healing pulse is a good one too. And you can put that on Galangan, and he's re- he's healing a wound at the beginning of each round.
0: Yeah, like. healing healing pulse. Um there's a tome, tome of regeneration.
2: Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's
0: the there's three, right? Or no, there's a Molog specific one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so, got like a regeneration one. Yeah, I mean, so don't forget regeneration, rege- yeah, regular regenerate.
0: regeneration too. Oh, that's true. It's an upgrade that would give me an Inspire. Yeah. So pop, pop it on during the end phase in round one. Yep. And then
2: beginning of round that's two. A little bit more of a delayed gratification tactic, but it, you know, yeah. <laughs> just imagine like, and this is, we're going on a little bit of a tangent, but like, <laughs> just imagine the having the three, hole. but just imagine having all three of those on one dude. <laughs>
3: like. That's true.
0: You're oh, you just did three, three damage to me. So
2: so that scores you Charmed Life. <laughs> That's true, yep. So, I mean, I'm just...
0: I uh, think there's some versatility here. There is.
2: I mean, they're definitely a toolbox faction, um, yep. which is right up your alley. So um, I'm excited to see what you do with them. And I'm excited to help you guys, like, play through and test out some stuff, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, first impression uh, for me, knowing your play style is... They're right. Like, for league sure. like, yeah, they're right for you, and your deck should be built around like healing your ploy's healings and dice mitigation. So we take the dice tech that I use for Godsworn, and basically fifty that like 50-50 healing and dice tech in your ploys, and then your upgrades are based on on damage and um, survivability. Survivability. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because
0: even like even going to move two, like move two with a range four fighter is
1: with range. Yeah. so...
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, and even Yothari inspired, so she's moved five, but, you know, I give her sudden growth. Now she's suddenly health five, move three. She's, she's Gurzag. She's, um, Fuel Grimnar. Just not, she just doesn't hit as hard, but she's, but she has a ranged attack. So,
2: Mm -hmm. or my man we're about to talk about in just a minute.
0: Yeah, that's right. right. Speaking of which, I think, uh, I think, I feel like we've kind of exhausted without just going into wild speculation. So,
2: um, We've placed well, two move tokens on this. Let's move on.
0: Yep. No. Well played. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll take a break here, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll explore Thundrix profiteers. Welcome back. Uh, so yesterday, oh, well, two days ago, Tuesday, we got Yothari's guardians. Wednesday, they revealed. Thundrix profiteers The sky pirate on overlords Um Arr. Oh gosh No I'm not gonna do it There uh. are a whole slew of pirate jokes I won't do it in the interest of everyone else's Sanity
1: Well in the interest that we're missing the main pirate himself
0: That's true the, our pirate angel R.I.P. Danny Just kidding <laughs>
2: He's not really dead. Um Make sure you get your booty on the wedding night, sir.
0: (laughs) And I left just enough pause to edit that out.
2: (laughs) We'll see if I actually do it. Um, I don't think we will. (laughs) I
3: don't think we will.
2: Um, Balor Mallet unchained, because Danny's not here. That's right.
0: No, so as excited as I am uh, about Yotari's Guardians, I think Trace is probably equally excited, if not more excited, about thundrix profiteer so i'm just gonna just take it away dude awesome
2: um no i've i've been really excited about these guys ever since i knew that they were going to release them because i've always just been really kind of intrigued by the by the um um caradron overlords models um and you know we're all a little faction curious when it comes to the all those games so This is the perfect opportunity for me to get some of these guys and paint them up and really have a good time with them, just because I think it's just so cool to think about dwarves riding skyships, siphoning gold out of the clouds, basically. Like, how cool is that? Um, I'm sure my wife is upstairs thinking what is my husband just saying about weird <laughs> stuff downstairs um but no i'm super excited about these guys i think they're really going to be an interesting war band to play and a far cry from what i have played most of my career as an underworld's player um they give me an opportunity to play a range war band i don't you know the magic stuff's cool um Jason really likes to play the Eyes of the Nine, which was another another faction that kind of intrigued me. But he seemed really interested in it, and I was like, all right, I'll just wait. You know, if that's what he wants to play for the most part, I'll just kind of sit on it and wait for these guys to come out. So we'll kind of go through these really quick. I think they're going to be really really hard hitting from ranged because they've got some cool abilities that they can do. And we'll start with the leader, um, Jorgen Thundrick. He has an atmospheric atom an anatomizer. Good lord GW. Um, range three, two hammers and one damage. Um, and he also has heavy instrument heavy instruments, so he has a melee weapon and his ranged weapon as well. I don't know why you would ever use the melee weapon. <laughs> well,
1: here, I am glad you asked that question because you know in both the new war bands they have multiple uh weapon profiles one's range and one's uh, like close combat and it's very important when it comes to dealing more damage because you know a lot of the damage upgrades do not impact anything over two spaces right um so it is really cool that they included a melee option that allows you to boost their damage
2: Mm -hmm. it's also not a shabby attack either it's two hammers hitting on you know at one range for one damage so it's nothing it's nothing to write home about, but it's not bad either. Um, some war bands, that's like the best profile oh, you get. So but he moves to classic short legs. He's a stunty. That's what happens. Got one shield and four health. But when he inspires, that's when the magic happens. Oh buddy. Man. So just like the other dwarf war band, which seems to be the dwarves, to me, have seemed to have the most dramatic upgrade effects when you inspire them. Yes. Um, so when he inspires, he goes to three move, two shields, and five health.
1: Ouch! Damn which you! Is two shields. Crazy and good. Fuel does not get two shields. He does not. He has an upgrade. <laughs> he does plus one defense. Upgrade. But I don't want to hear your. I don't make try to make me feel. Power oh, I'm not.
0: No, fuel. I'm Whew. no, I'm. I'm trying to make you feel worse. It cost you a glory to get into the same profile as Bjorgen.
1: You shut your mouth.
2: Bjorgen has fuel's number, so his his atmospheric anatomizer goes has same range, same attack, but it goes to two damage and it gains cleave, Ugh. which is. Like Jason was saying in the previous the previous segment, like this is just another injection of cleave into the game. Um, his heavy instruments, which is his other melee profile that we talked about just a second ago, stays the same. doesn't doesn't have anything really to write home about. Now, to go over the inspiration mechanic for these guys, it's really driven by him. Um, so it says each time you score an objective, this fighter's on and this fighter is on the battlefield. You can choose a friendly fighter, that fighter becomes inspired. That's, again, something we didn't expect. Um, mm-hmm. Completely different inspire mechanic. Um, what I find really interesting about this is you can have all your dudes inspired and in around. If you really get lucky on your draws and you have some draw you know score immediately cards in your hand, like this could chain pretty quick. Um, and then he also has a reaction, which is probably one of the coolest reactions I've ever seen in the game, because it's it has a drastic effect on um, the layout of the boards. So this reaction says, use this after this fighter's activation. In the next activation, enemy fighters treat hexes adjacent to this fighter, other than blocked hexes, as lethal hexes. So just stepping into one of those hexes means you take a damage, which is huge. Um, I drew a diagram earlier today and sent it to these guys of the new one of the new boards that has the three the three hexes in a cluster on the side. If you put this guy on the starting hex next to that, you basically block off the entire corner. If you are able to set up adjacent. Like if you have offset boards.
0: Yeah, you do the so diagonal the, setup so that yeah. your opponents are staring down that triangle of death.
2: And yeah, then you and set then, him
0: up, and now you've got you've this got the rest crazy of your war band snowman of there. death.
2: Yeah, and then you've got the rest of your warband just sitting there and be like, come on in. The water's fine. So I just think he's a really, cool, um, a really cool fighter. And then I think he has an interesting combo with one of the um, ploys down below that we'll talk about in just a minute so what do you guys think about the leader to begin with no he's a he's a beefcake i think he's a beefcake too
1: yeah i think that i think it's really cool that they've put a warband dependent on the leader right because if you lose him turn one you do not inspire like without using card tech the rest of the game and we've seen that before with you know guard and the how you know the Dependent they are on the Warden, you know, Skaven on Scritch, the greatest. Yes, yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we've seen that before where, like, those those leaders are very, very important to the warband. But this is really nice that it's not kind of a regen uh, dependency on the leader. It's something different. And this is, he's, like, a, a badass. Like, five wounds when he's inspired. Yeah, like,
0: five wounds, two shields. Yeah. Two shields. Three, three range for two damage.
1: Yeah, yeah it is, it, it's, it's very good. So
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not one-shotting. You know, he's not in the Fuel Grim near, I'm going to do four damage with one attack. But he doesn't need to because he can be three uh-huh. away. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. yeah, three-way, push to four, yep. make you have to run three in, and then, yep. oh, wait, and I hit can do another. Hex. Yeah, Lethal Hex. Yeah. I think the, le- the Lethal Hex is a little bit, you're going to have to, you know, use it defensively and play a little bit of shenanigans with it because it's only in the next activation. So it right. doesn't doesn't allow you to do things in the power step to do push and pulls and, and all that stuff. But um, it, great hidden paths deterrent to too. Like, you know, someone yeah. comes in, hidden paths and then takes the move token off or or Molog. Like it 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 has its usefulness, but I, I'm more stoked about, you know, the promotion mechanic and three uh, two, two hammers on three away with cleave is awesome. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's
2: really, really huge. Um, so we'll get to the next guy, which is his name is dead. Lund. And so old dead. he is, he's, he starts out the box pretty good. Um, range three, two, da- two hammers and one damage, but he starts with cleave, yeah. Ugh, which yep. is huge. Um, he only has a 2-inch move, or 2-hex bl- move, which is typical dwarves. He starts with a shield, and he has 3 health. So, you know, semi-sturdy, not really the most sturdy of fighters. But then when he inspires, he sa- he keeps his range, keeps his hammers as his attack characteristic, goes to 2 damage, keeps his cleave, Ugh. and gains a wound and a move. So yeah. they the dwarves just, when they... When they get their eyes on the prize, man, they get really, really good. Um, he's gonna be—he's gonna be a great like to to me. Like you're gonna have your 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 leader. He's not gonna be out in the front like putting himself completely in danger, but he's gonna be in a, a position to where he's gonna do his action. He's gonna drop those hexes. And he's gonna be like, all right, come on in. And then the next thing you know, this guy behind him is gonna be popping you. So. I yeah. just think there's going to be some all, all kinds of like cool interactions because nowhere in their territory is going to be safe. Nowhere. Yeah.
1: yeah. I I think that this guy and the next guy that we'll talk about, you know, Dead and, and Iron hail which will be the next uh, guy we talk about, are the two uh, critical figures in this warband to start the glory train. Which when we get through everybody, I'll kind of talk you through that. But having a fighter with cleave to start playing the guard is so big, even though it's only one damage having cleave to start is, is, is awesome.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. And let's get to the next guy, which Jason just commented about, which is Enric iron hail. So iron hail is one of the, um, in the, in age of Sigmar, he is what you would, what would be an, uh, Arcanaut Company guy, so he's a little bit le- he's a little less sturdy, but he has a really cool attack. So his attack is three range, hits with three slash swords. For those who are looking at the symbols, furies, furies, furies. Um, and he has one damage.
0: I, I need to interject. What? It's very important to note that this is the model that is holding a Gatling gun.
2: <laughs> He's holding a Gatling gun. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So he has knockback one to start, which is really, really good. So um, we'll get to some of the objectives that I think will work really well with these guys to kind of get them fired up. No pun intended. Uh, um.
1: See what he nice did there.
2: But we've got... So that's his, his base attack. He has two... Uh, to move. He starts with a dodge, one dodge, and has two health to begin the game. So he's super squishy. So like yeah. he's definitely not going to be out in the front. He's going to be back supporting other guys. And when he inspires, he keeps his three range, but he goes to four Fury. Four. Ugh. Fishing for crits. Yeah, I don't, if I'm there, not mistaken, yeah, this is, is the first fighter that I've seen to have a base stat of 4. Yep.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't recall and I being that person that plays dice heavy w- looking for furies like please yes, you're fishing for crits. Yep. And I'll wait, you will roll double crits and then you will score my favorite card <laughs> of all time.
2: So he goes to... I'm just going to keep going on by that (laughs) because I won't roll crits. Jason rolls the crits. I don't roll crits. Um, But four dice for one damage. It keeps his knockback one. Goes to three movement. His dodge switches to a shield. And then he gains another health. So the dwarves, like I said, just upgrade really, really big when they get into their mode. Um, There's some cool potential combos with this guy. Um, especially when we get to his um, his specific comp his specific upgrade in just a minute, we can talk a little bit about some of that stuff and the things that I'm sure Jason's already got cooked up too because I've cooked up a couple myself this afternoon. But um, we'll move on to I mean, what do you guys think about this guy?
1: Yeah, this is the this is the only one like I love his weapon I love not back because you know with get the hints that we'll talk about but it is um two health is really squishy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like, I actually like that they gave him a dodge with two health because there's not a lot of things that avoid dodge, especially early game. So actually a dodge is better than a shield yep. in in this case, um, because everyone's going to kill him on one shot. Uh, and that dodge gives you 33% chance that you can actually save something. So, right.
0: You're talking about with in, in the, the meta of everybody has cleave.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Jared, what are yeah. your thoughts?
0: No, I mean, I think he's good. The, the the four dice is... I mean, you're fishing for crit. So, I mean, immediately you're looking at... Um, what's the... What's oh, us you do an extra damage if you roll a crit. Is that... Oh, Fighter's Ferocity. Fighter,
1: Fighter's Ferocity, yeah.
0: Fighter's Ferocity. So now that goes to damage two. You know, you do the double damage thing. So with Fighter's Ferocity, the double damage ploy... fighter's ferocity so now you're damage three because as we learned multiplication becomes before addition um thanks
2: abacus yep right
0: (laughs) um but the knockback one is nice right so range three with knockback one so again you just put four empty spaces between you and your opponent which knocks. A lot of people out of charge range
1: yeah and this this guy comes in with the prince of dust so i am sorry i keep referring back to the warbands that i've played but, fine
3: man that's okay. but uh
1: but that you know? they kind of they kind of fit that niche of the guard right like so you you do your thing with your leader and you kind of set up a, a way where now this guy moves in and you know everyone's gonna be like well they're two move or they're three move it doesn't matter when you're range three. Range three yeah. Right. Yeah. So you, you just. Have the same
2: threat range as Molog.
1: Just yeah. throw about that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Three, three range doesn't bother. Um, it doesn't bother Almark Eagle Eye or uh, Elias so Swiftblade. Right. So three move. It works yeah. well. Well enough there.
1: So you move them over. Like so you activate your leader. You pop the lethal hexes. You move over and you then do knock back because you're driving them back to spaces. And you might be able to get, you know two lethal hexes off or you may be able to get one lethal hex, which then it, like he's a utility guy. Um, but I do think he'll play into your uh, instant scoring, which you need as well. So,
2: yeah. mm-hmm. yep. And then next we get, um, cascan, cascan, right? Cascan, cascan, cascan.
1: Gas can. Like, okay. Got it. it.
2: It sounds like I'm saying a K, but I'm saying a G
1: at the second, at the second, has
2: uh, Kaz, Kaz, Kaz Kaz-gan. Gan Kaz
1: Gan. Listen, just go with the drag gas skewer. can.
2: We'll just say drag skewer because that's what drag we're really skewer. gonna call him. Yeah. So
1: anyway, so
2: this is the guy. So he is your, um, he's not an engine rigger. I can't remember what he what the other one is. There's another. Um, this is the guy with the balloon, yep. and the pike. Yep. So if you're looking at the pictures and you're listening to this, that's what this model is. So he has a sky pike. It's two range, two hammers, two damage. Nice solid attack. Like that's a great starting point for a melee fighter. But he also has his pistol. So he's also got a range three weapon, two slat or two fury, and one damage. So he can touch you from seven squares away or seven X's away, just like Yolthari can when she starts. Because he has a move of four, one shield, three health. And then when he inspires, he goes to... His Sky Pike goes to two range, two hammers, three damage. Ouch. And then his pistol stays the same. He gains additional health. That's really the only thing he does. But he ignores lethal hexes and blocked hexes. Like, he can move over people. He can move through pretty much anything to get to where he needs to go. So he's your mobility piece... He's the one that's going to kind of go where you need to do to support your leader, to support your other fighters who might get in trouble, so on and so forth. So he's going to yeah. be a cool little tool in the toolbox. Yep,
0: threat range of, of six, stuff. right? Range threat two, range weapon, of six, yep. move four. And he can, yeah. like, fly over people. So. And
2: he's and he's super easy to get to damage four, which is kind of a sweet spot yep. for a lot of warbands. Um, and then finally we have... Garrod Allenson, which is kind of like your one mook, your mook for the warband. He's um, range one, two hammers, one damage, and then his, he has a, also has a privateer pistol just like the last guy. Three range, two fury, one damage. Starts with two move, one dodge, and two health. And then when he inspires, he goes to two damage on his uh, Arcanaut Cutter, which is his sword. Um, and then he also gains a dice on his pistol, but he, he, gains a move and a wound. So like the dwarves by far go yeah. bananas when they get, inspired. I mean, that's, yeah.
0: that's four, that's four upgrades worth of, yes, of yes. Move. Yep. Right. So we have plus one damage, plus yep. one dice, plus one move and plus one health
1: Yep. Yeah. And the, this guy, so the reason that this guy is important Right. And this is where I love GW and I love this game is this is, you know, what everyone would refer to as a dangle bro, <laughs> but this guy's going to die easy. He could score you martyred, but okay. I'm going to tell you guys right now that this war band is set up for so much score immediately. Yep. Glory tech that it is vital that they added this character in because if they don't right, that, th- that character takes it to a five model war band which is so important of who goes first mm-hmm. on turn one. Yeah. And that is going to be very critical when playing against this. Now, most most people, when we play, we, we always let the opponent go first. Like, you go first, you do something stupid so I can attack you. These guys, with their range, yeah, right? Like, fine, like, just go yeah. ahead. Yes, and then, you know, <laughs> we're moving into the cards that they previewed, mm-hmm. but, like, the headshot score immediately if a friendly fire so scores a critical so hit good. on an attack action with a range 3 or 4. Well, guess what? Or with 3 or more, they all have range 3 attacks. Yep. So if you let them go first, and that's why having that 5th fighter swinging that in most warbands' favor, that their other, other warband's going to have choice, like... It, Yes, thank you, Gw, for putting a, an extra character that allows a little balance to this warband. So, yeah. No. So headshot Trey. Sorry, I spoiled a little bit, but that that glory, that glory that or objective fine. is is amazing. So
2: it's all good. So the cool thing about this this particular so this this
1: um,
2: objective reads: score this immediately when a friendly fighter scores a critical hit with an attack action with a range of three or more. It's one glory. Score immediately.
1: Yep. So Which is your inspired mechanic, because you need since, that glory. Exactly. You need yeah. that
2: glory. or You need to score the objective to get your guys inspired. The beautiful part about this is, you have two fighters out of the box with cleave. Mm-hmm.
0: But well, you don't even need to. You don't even need to do damage. You just,
2: need a, you know. just need a
0: critical. I know. You need a
2: critical role. I know. But we're getting we're getting to something else though. So let's say that you have this and you have what armor in your in your.
0: Uh, deck. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah.
2: You've now inspired two fighters off of one shot. Yep. Right? Yep. So, if, I mean, and to me, and I was, I mentioned something to Jared earlier about this, but like, if you put like Butcher's Eye on one of the, on the guy that has the Gatling gun, and then we'll get to his other thing that I think would be really good together, you can do this. And if you score a critical, because you've got, Three dice, so you're you're fishing for a crit anyway. You fish for a crit, you get the crit. Now you've got one armor and you've got headshot off of one activation.
1: Yep.
2: Right. um Yes. So there's some cool there's some cool interactions there.
1: Yeah, I I just don't. I mean, I get that, and that's amazing. Like turn two, but I look yep. at it turn one. Like turn one, I deploy. Well, first off, I draw my cards and I know what I have do i have what's armor so like we'll get Mm -hmm. to the to the 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 glory tech right so what you're going to want in this warband is what armor right uh get the hints because we have not so now we have knockback and we have cleave you're going to want these two score immediately that they previewed the headshot and focus fire which just for everyone's sake is score immediately and the if the third different friendly fighter makes an attack action with a range three or more targeting the same fighter, well, guess what folks, all these range three fighters, their attacks do one damage. Mm-hmm. So like you're going to, they're still going to be there. And that's a score immediately. That's not like most of these charge glory, uh, objectives that we get where it's like score yep. in the end phase or, you know, sc- charge four. like, it yep. is, it is score immediately. So bam, I have I have a headshot and then I either have cleave or I have knockback. So that's two yeah. on turn one. Yep. Then I can have three on turn one. Like it is just so much. And then I well, think you and- throw so Go something
0: ahead. that's critical about Focus Fire is it says makes an attack action, not makes a successful yeah. attack action. Just yeah, it
1: action. doesn't say, so it all does you not do say
0: succeed.
2: Yep, you, you don't just have, to, have to do the damage. You have to declare you're doing an attack action. So whether that's a, a charge or a regular attack, it yep. doesn't matter. Yep. If you do it with three fighters, it's exactly the same thing as all the charge with three fighters cards. Doesn't. Right. You don't have to connect. You just have to charge with three fighters. Yep. But this, this is way less restrictive. Yeah. Because this allows you to get into those extra activations with those mm-hmm. fighters and not be as constrained as the as the more melee focused aggro
1: warbands are. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 so good. Super then, good. Super then you good. Th- you throw in so we have what armor, the knockback, these two other score immediately. so that's four score immediately. Throw and keep chopping, and I know that they're only moved two. But with rain a threat range of five, I'm probably going to be able to do you know four attack actions in a turn. So yep. okay, there's another two change of tactics. That's yep. the only one that doesn't flow in unless you have car tech, because then how do I do all my attacks? Right. You know, with not, but whatever we'll have change of tactics in there. So then that scores me victory active for victory very easily. Yep. And then oh wait, now I have escalation as well. Like holy cow, turn one You've if scored I scored six glory. Yeah. Yeah, it's just
2: because you've killed that fighter because you've attacked it with all your range. one or your range? Yeah, range. Hey, whether you well, attacks. whether you've killed that fighter or not, you yeah, think you still you got scored five glory, right. You've scored five glory. <laughs> well, no, because because <laughs> victory after victory is two. So yes, escalation you have, you is scored, two. Yeah, you'd scored three. Yeah, or he scored six of them. But so yeah. you've also got to think too. to Keep chopping doesn't have to be a different fighter. So yeah. the next card we're about to talk about, which is rapid reload. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. reaction after this fighter's athermatic volley gun makes an attack action in a round. First, act, first attack action, right? First right. athermatic volley gun. So you get to do this one time. Yeah,
1: they per can make round. It, yeah.
2: per round. They get to make an additional attack action with that weapon. So like, yep. you can activate three fighters and still have a fourth fighter that could do something else, and you still yep. get to score. Keep chopping. Yep. Yeah. Because it says four or more. Yep. So there's some really cool interactions with these guys and their score immediately. And, I mean, and even if you... So to me, Strong Start is a great card to put into that deck too. Because with all the different tools that you have in your toolkit, you're probably going to get two glory or three glory in that first round.
1: Yeah. I Yes. If, if you are... If you're going first, knowing how the way that you can place your fighters with what is in your hand, I think that this is an easy three glory minimum f- turn one faction. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. And so we're going to get to
2: some of the, the ploys now that they've kind of released, which I'm super, super jazzed about. Um, time charge.
0: Oh my gosh, it's the best.
2: It's so cool. It, it, it's probably not the most useful, but it's, no. it's cool. Um, reaction after a friendly fight after a friendly drag skewer, after a friendly drag skewer move action that begins adjacent to an enemy fighter roll an attack dice on a roll of a ha- of a hammer or a critical those enemy fighters each suffer one damage so you basically just like drop a bomb as you're like floating over them yeah super super cool <laughs> dropping bombs and walking away but I think that this this kind of plays into the to the whole idea of the warband, which is like, it's not going to hit you with these super hard attacks like Malog or or yeah. Makor or whatever. It's going to nickel and dime you to death, to death, and it doesn't necessarily have to do it all in the activation phase. It can right. do also do some of this stuff in, in the power step, too.
3: Yep.
2: Um, and then the one that I really, really like in conjunction with the leader himself is Toxic Gases. So choose an enemy fighter that fighter um, must make a choice either that fighter suffers one damage or you push that fighter up to two hexes so imagine the scenario that i talked about before where you've got that whole corner blocked off right, right. so you've got all these lethal hexes just kind of sitting everywhere you have a fighter that's charged into you you've turned on your lethal hexes and now it's the it's not the it's not the uh, power step right after but the one immediately after that. Yeah. So you've got, you've had a turn and it's still technically the next activation phase, right? So you can present this to your opponent and say, you can either take a damage or you can let me push you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're, if I'm going to push you, I'm going to push this fighter through some lethal hexes. So you're either going to take one damage or you're going to take two damage.
1: No, so you they won't, choose. they won't take two damage because it's on that it's that only it, in the action phase. It's only right. in it's only in the action phase. But right. to your point, what you're trying to like what you're trying to accomplish is you're making them make a choice of yes. having to come through those lethal axes. Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, and the whole idea for that, to me, the whole idea for that fighter's ability is to deter somebody from wanting to come in and attack yes. you. Right. Yes. Yep. So you're gonna have more resiliency just from having that ability. Because yeah. one of the other things that I thought about was putting Blessing of Argentine on this fighter, right? So you activated your ability, it's the opponent's next turn, they charge you, they have to yeah. take they have to take a damage, they deal damage to you, and now you can activate Blessing of Argentine as a reaction. Right. Blessing of Argentine allows you to take a damage. Like like it, it allows you to choose that fighter and have them take a damage. So they've taken two damage just from fighting you. If they're a four damage fighter, they really have to be worried, because now your next turn is going to come up, you have cleave on your weapon, and you have a two damage weapon. (laughs) Like, there's just so many different cool little tools that I think are in this faction that are going to make them really interesting to play, and make them really gratifying for me, because they're a a lot different than the way that I normally would play, but I'm super excited about them.
1: Yeah, I, blessing of Argentines really good, good yeah. uh, good thought there. I I did not think of that one before, and that being a five damage
3: mm-hmm. fighter,
1: like that's really good. The cool thing that I like about toxic gases, it's like once again, it's a it's now a gambit that gives you a choice. Like, yep. and the cool thing is, is it's not like uh, you, within five hexes, within three hexes, nope. it's choose an enemy choose fighter, one. and then he- oh wait, you make a choice. And, you know, going back to the the troll that will not be named, like, okay, you want to take a damage or allow me to push you, and it's two hexes, which may save somebody, right? Like, Yeah, you know. it might
2: push you far enough back where you're yep. not going to be in threat range anymore. So, yeah. like, it's just such a great utility card. Like, I, al- I almost think that I'll always have that particular card in my deck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just for that, the choice mechanic alone. Yeah. Just yeah. For the, like, it's just a straight damage card. Or it's a great board manipulation. It's a better
1: confusion. Yeah, it's it's a great, great well, it's card. A,
2: it's
0: a better Raptor Strike slash yes. the Encroaching Shadows slash.
2: <laughs> what's the take a damage two on or three on cards draft into one? Yeah, like
1: it. It is. It's. Do you want? Do you want to take it? Like you said, do you want to take a damage and allow my nickel and dime warband to be that much closer to killing you? Or do you want to not be able to charge me this turn? What like yeah. what do you want to pick, do?
0: It's it's toxic gases. Literally
3: pick your poison. <laughs> oh
1: yeah yeah.
2: And then and then you also have um, the final um, ploy that we'll talk about, which is protect the boss. Choose a friendly fighter and push them up to two hexes so that they are adjacent to your leader. So one of the th- things that you're gonna do with this warband, like you're not you're not looking to get across the the midline. Like that's not the goal, right? You don't have to. You don't have to. So, you know, advancing strikes in play because you don't have to move. Yep. It just says take an enemy fighter out that's in there en- in enemy territory. So you can stand across the line and kill somebody, and you score an advancing strike. But you also, with this particular card, and with some other cards like well guarded, is totally a great objective yeah. to put into your deck because well, you, you have- can just you can buddy up, yep. and then you don't take damage. Even if your even if your boss puts the lethal hexes down, you don't take damage because it says enemy fighters. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and yeah, you, you'd have to move through it too. But once again, you're stealing all this like guard tech, man. Jeez.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well guarded. No. And in, in having played dwarfs in season one, any tech that allows you to uh, push and move your guys is Jeez. really good stuff. Jeez. It's you need yeah. that. Yep. So, yeah.
2: Um, one other thing that I I thought of earlier today, which was I think is some really good and um, some good tech that's not really widely used, is flickering image. So you have your Gatling gun inspired, right? Your Gatling guns inspired. He's sh- rolling four dice every time he rolls. He rolls a critical. He hits something, and now he gets to push himself two hexes, so he can reposition to get into a better shot for the next round.
1: Without yeah, having fallback, yeah, like yeah. that's that's super good, very good because oh, you're rolling gosh. four dice. Don't yeah. forget about don't forget about that objective that roll two criticals. Don't forget <laughs> about it. Well,
2: I might I love roll it. one. I won't roll two. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I mean, I think that this warband in particular is going to take. It's gonna take some getting used to on my part, just because yeah. I have to play a little more KG, which is fine. Like I need to learn to play a little more KG, quite honestly. Um, but I'm super excited to get into the weeds on it, and I think you guys are gonna be really excited to help me deck craft too. So um, it's gonna be fun. And this is—I've decided this is what I'm taking to Nova. Like hell uh, or high water, this is what I'm taking to Nova. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's awesome it's it's gonna be it's gonna be my try hard paint project it's gonna be display board it's gonna be everything like this Wait, is, does that
0: mean i get my Mologues mob models back
2: it does yes <laughs> not that you're gonna play them
0: no that's true i won't
2: he sh- he who shall not be named um but you know i'm super excited about these guys one because i've just really loved the aesthetic of the of the steampunky kind of dwarves. Um, they kind of scratch an itch that doesn't really exist in age of Sigmar for me, like models wise. Um, I like robots and this is just a really cool, like dwarf robot hybrid. So, but I appreciate you guys talking through this with me. Like, I'm excited to get some games in with you guys and see where they go. I'm really excited to see what they release tomorrow because this is being recorded the night before. They usually do the GW um, live stream where they reveal more cards. So yeah. I'll be squealing oh, they, like a little girl tomorrow.
0: There'll at least be an article highlighting some of the Universal cards too. So
2: Yeah, and they also do the live stream too where they kind of reveal yeah. more than what yeah. are on the website. So I'm excited to see what they do.
1: I need them all, and I need them all now. If our yeah, listeners right. could not tell, I am extremely excited about everything, even though I'm not going to play either of them.
2: Yeah. Well, I think you're just excited to have some different warbands and just try some different stuff, and you're more excited probably about just in the generic cards in general, Jason. Yeah,
1: yeah. For, for me, you know, and this is what hooked me in 40K, and we talked about a little earlier about knowing all the rules interactions for a game, and that's why underworlds is like just my drug of t- choice right now because i get to do all this theory crafting and deck crafting and it's in a digestible format that allows me to do it for all the war bands like it's like oh i have this yeah, yeah. deck and i have that deck but you know i i still play my godsworn hunt and i still play my guard and i go back to the the, the tried and true that i love but it mm-hmm. allows me to just just get in there and and think of this in this war band like i I think Jared's war band is perfect for his playstyle, but this war band has so much potential for score immediately, which you love, Trace. And, yeah. and for me, the reason I like it is I think they would be awesome of that hybrid score immediately, and oh wait, yep. I'm gonna sit here and play objectives and just beat wow. the heck out of you. Mm-hmm. So bring it boys.
2: Yep. yep, I'm excited. Well,
0: in our uh in our continued uh, unchainedness, our uh uh, meanderings in the Shade Glass City um, we're running long so uh, why don't we take a break here and then we'll uh, we'll close out the show sounds good all right welcome back um, that rounds us out so uh, yeah this was episode five our uh, our unchained crack glass um, Danny we miss you but we don't miss you, but we miss you. Um, I'm
1: happy to talk about Underworlds.
0: Yes, you are, Jason. Yes, you are. Um, So just a quick thanks to everybody that's listening, everybody that's been engaging with us on Discord, uh, on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, So uh, if you're uh, interested in sharing kind of what we're doing, Uh, one of the best ways to do that is to leave us a review on Facebook. So it's battle mallet podcast. So Facebook search for battle mallet podcast will be the first one to come up. Um, leave us a review on iTunes as well. So battle mallet podcast and iTunes, uh, leave us a review. Um, and then, uh, you know, just engage with us. We have our Discord server. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, trace, Jason and I are usually in there. One of us is usually on at least one night a week. Um, each and then you know, there'll be occasional nights where we're all on together as we get closer to Nova. I'm sure that there will be many long hobby nights, there will be, uh, to get you know, things, projects finished Painted up, and, and yeah, played, yep. Yeah. So
1: deciding what commission artist to send all my stuff to, yeah, what?
0: yeah, oh yeah, my we'll, gosh. we'll talk about all that. Um, <laughs> so and and honestly, you know, we want feedback, so the games workshop does it they did their survey i'm not putting together a giant survey but if you like what we're doing uh give us a shout out you know message us on facebook and let us know and if there's something that you'd like to see us do that we're not doing or something you'd like to see us do differently give us a shout out there too um you know we like talking about this stuff we're going to do it regardless but you know if we can engage other people better uh, we're happy to do that as well um yeah so i think that rounds us out any uh any closing thoughts from anybody
2: Uh just looking <laughs> forward to Painting some sky pirates Yeah, yeah
0: that's true pre-orders This weekend it that is. means we get them Next saturday it's gonna be so Good yeah
2: so Um which would yeah. be in time For the um Which would be in well no We wouldn't be able to well if we got it if we ordered it From a certain place we would be able to get it Before We potentially went to The uh the barnyard the barnyard brawl
0: i think blake put out an announcement that if it wasn't out then it wasn't going to be valid at the barnyard brawl like i think he put an announcement out this week so Mm -hmm. like the cutoff for content and things Mm -hmm. um but that said i I haven't seen a way to buy tickets for that event yet so i don't know maybe i'll reach out and we'll figure out what's going on there cool um yeah so uh
1: Thank you all. Yeah, thank yeah. you all for staying through this very, very long episode. Uh, we appreciate it.
0: Yep, and uh, hopefully this won't be an, a regular occurrence. You know, we want to try to sit around the hour, hour and twenty mark, um, just to make it consumable and not feel like we're talking for forever.
2: And we're just three dads and a guy who can't defend himself right now. Ah, oh, defenseless. <laughs> Easy
0: targets. So. Uh. For the Battle Milet Podcast. This is Jared signing out.
1: This
2: is Trace signing out.
1: Thanks again for in- joining us, and this is Jason Table New Murray. Peace.
0: The Battle Mallet Podcast is protected under the Creative Commons license. If you have further questions as to its use, you can find more information via links on podcast.battle-mallet.com. This episode of the Battle Mallet Podcast was produced by me, Jared Johnson. Music by Anno Domini Beats.
1: Man, everybody needs a piece of wood.
3: Hmm.
1: True story.